0: to Unwritten Imaginings, where lazy authors talk about story ideas that they'll never get around to writing. New episodes every Sunday. Let us know if you use one of our ideas and we'll give your story a shout out in a subsequent episode. Get a year's worth of Sunday afternoon entertainment for just five easy payments of nineteen ninety-five.
1: Really, neither the payments nor the Sunday afternoon are required here. Uh, for one thing, podcasts are usually listened to non-simultaneously, so yeah. you never know.
0: Also, I'm pretty irregular in exactly when I up- upload it, so, you know. Yeah, just... I was
1: too when I was uploading it, so that's not exactly new.
0: But it's still a year's worth of entertainment, but it's free. Is it? It's- We're on
1: episode, what, 30-something
0: right now? We'll, we'll, we'll get there. Well, it's a, it's for, it's a future promise. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, hi, everyone. I'm Eunice. I write things. You know Atheo. You don't know our guest, so introduce yourself.
2: Hi, uh, I go by uh, KG Hood, that's my uh, name I write under because my real last name is goofy and funny and I've been made fun of it my entire life. No, (laughs) I'm joking, but I do use a, uh, what do you call them, those weird name things that you use? Pen name. Pen name, there you go, KG Hood, thanks. Um. I also run a small Discord server that pretty much focuses focuses in entirely on editing and feedback and chapter level critique and I have one book out at the moment called Daisies Are Only Good for the Dying. It's on Amazon at the moment. I also just finished the second book and should be editing it here starting hopefully this week and be finished with it hopefully by the end of August.
0: Cool. That
1: is a
2: fun title.
0: How would you describe your writing style or your what you write?
2: Um, touching on the title real quick, I got tired of every title being taken, so I decided to go with a slightly longer and goofier one. That's how I got there. But my um, writing style is pretty handedly described as third person, as limited as I can make it. Um, I love Tolkien as much as the next guy, but Tolkien's uh, third Omni is a little bit not my reading style anymore Mm -hmm. um i would also probably say there's a bit of some of salvatore in it because i just really liked how he conducted his fights so Mm -hmm. third very limited a little bit on the dark and gritty side
0: very
1: cool. Well, what, when uh, asking what you write, I think uh, she was more fishing for a genre oh. here. That's
0: okay. Well, I mean, it was implied. If it's Salvatore and Tolkien, I'm going to go with yeah, fantasy. <laughs> fantasy. Yeah, it's
2: probably fantasy. Yeah, uh, dark fantasy. Um, post, I, I call it post-collapse science fiction. So it's not like the apocalypse of when the zombie apocalypse actually happens. It's, you know, 60 years down it's the line. It's way after the zombie. Right, where the civilization is just starting to get back on its feet and just starting to reform something resembling a society uh but yeah i I would say most of my stuff falls on either the dark fantasy or the uh post-collapse kind of science fiction cyber fiction sort of genres
1: that can be fun all right uh let's see let's see what you brought to us today for the idea if we're going to be going into those genres that you expect or if we're going to be going off in a wild new direction
2: we're actually going to go in a little bit of a different direction um nice <laughs> people that have been uh part of my little writing server for a little bit know that i have a very very big gripe with s- suddenly aliens uh, I, I i hate when aliens randomly get introduced into stories to uh cover for uh, for lack of a more elegant way of phrasing it lazy writing so i decided mm-hmm. when i came here today i would bring something to do with aliens because i'm never going to write anything to do with aliens
0: but you just want to see I it. I mean, that's there's right. a difference
1: between <laughs>
2: aliens being in the story and suddenly aliens. That's true. Yep. So that's the angle I wanted to take. I wanted to come from the approach of a story that's designed to have aliens in it, not um, suddenly I need to power creep my guy so that he can fight the unbeatable boss. So aliens. <laughs> um, <laughs> we are, for this story idea, we are going to be following a... This character is actually going to be human, but there's aliens in the universe. He is a uh he's kind of the mechanic and captain of a repair platform uh floating throughout space kind of in a mars-ish orbit he most of his customers are uh barges and other mining and and industry vessels that would be you know out in the asteroid belt mining and if you're out in an asteroid belt you're gonna run into something every now and then because that's just how it goes um he goes about his day he's fixing stuff he's doing service on whoever happens to be in the area lands at his little station and if you uh if you're familiar with Spaceballs, and you think back to that end scene there with kind of a little flat parking lot in the middle of space Oh, don't
1: ask me to be familiar with movies do what <laughs> please <laughs> Do not ask me to be familiar
2: with movies, please. (laughs) Okay, well, basically, it's a flat parking lot in space. (laughs) And it's got a little diner on it and a little shop on it. And it's it's exactly what it sounds like.
1: I've probably doubled the amount of movies that I've seen during the pandemic. And I can genuinely say that I could still count all the movies I've seen on all of my fingers and toes. Oh, no. Uh, Or at least if I'm not counting the ones that I slept through at least 20 minutes of.
2: Mm. Uh, yeah, we all yeah, I, jump.
1: i'm what they call
0: pop cult- culturally ignorant um
2: oh no
1: <laughs> but um, i know about pop culture i just don't know about movies in particular and tv shows
0: but uh yeah i i can imagine a hilarious looking parking lot in the middle of space
2: yeah. just a yeah. flat slab of steel with a little like 50s-esque diner sitting on it, a little tiny shop sitting next to it, and then Spaceballs even went the whole uh, RV route, like like Winnebago's and whatnot, because that was one of their jokes. Uh, if you're not f- familiar with movies, it's a Mel Brooks, and Mel Brooks is like Monty Python in that they're just all hilariously uh, um, oh crap, what's the word? I know the word. Um, I'm probably getting yelled at right now. Not spoof. Um, parody, 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 parody. But yeah, it's just parody, irreverent. Yes, but it, it just okay. takes the absolute. It makes it laugh out of Star Wars. But so going with this story, okay. that's that's what Dex has. He has a little repair platform like that that he kind of keeps in and around Mars, and he deals with all the people that come and go. And his platform is kind of uh, goofily named Dex's Derelicts. But if you're if you're if you're just a, you know, a repair guy out doing your daily thing, your, uh, problems don't really start until somebody arrives, right?
1: Yeah. Uh, It depends on how many people are in the area, you know? If you're pretty popular and there's a lot of people in the area, then your problems are pretty much constant, even if they do only start when somebody arrives.
0: In your uh, imaginings, like, is there only one race of aliens that we're aware of?
2: Oh, no, this would be, um... Kind of like a Star Wars, Star Trekian thing where there's just aliens everywhere. We're going to go okay. ahead and assume that we're far enough in the future and there's enough alien life that you could walk into any space station and find both a uh, snail person and a monkey person and a robot of some sort. Solid. Okay.
0: So this guy's just doing his thing, having, you know, your your typical space mechanic life Mm -hmm. whatever that is and then what trouble what trouble befalls this shop
2: the trouble befalls the shop? Well, outside of the standard problems of trying to figure out how to get this exact hyperdrive for that exact model of ship, because that model over there doesn't work in that ship and this particular group of aliens doesn't like using that technology and whether or not the anti-gravity... And the model supposed to go in there has been out of production for the past 15 years! The aftermarket, people can't seem to get their ordering system right. I mean, you'd think they would've figured that out by now, but... <laughs> <laughs> um, Dex's problems show up when a beat-up little, uh, I guess you would probably call it a passenger ship, it's not quite a freighter, but it's got enough freight to uh, keep people in space traveling for a little bit. It lands on his platform and he goes to meet the people and try to figure out what's wrong with the ship that is sparking and smoking on his runway, and he opens up the door and he's got a gun to his face.
0: Uh Uh-oh. Rude.
2: (laughs) Very rude. (laughs)
0: <laughs> very rude.
2: Very, very rude. Right? We've all got these heroes that go through our stories and they do things. They blow up houses. They tear down walls. They blow open mountains. And nobody stops to think about the people they got to clean up after it, right?
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, I have written a short story that is explicitly about the cleanup people. So.
0: <laughs> well, I mean, you write weird things. <laughs> okay, so they're like, they're, they must be, I'm going to make them criminals on the run, whose little little escape vehicle is all beat up. So they're like, fix it, or we'll kill you!
1: Well, ma- I mean, make them uh, criminals on the run, but, like, they-, they think of themselves as heroes.
0: Yeah, and they're like, fix it, or we'll kill you! And then, he's gotta, like, fix this, like, 200-year-old rust bucket um, while, you know, figuring out how to, like, disarm everyone and, uh, Do we want to make, like, what they've stolen important to the plot?
2: I um, was actually kind of thinking about making the people the important part of the plot. Okay. The reason I like doing that is because it's really easy for MacGuffin quests to end up being, well, MacGuffin quests. And the MacGuffin being the important part of the story and not the uh, characters.
1: Well, MacGuffin is explicitly when the item itself doesn't matter.
2: Sure.
0: Oh. Okay. Well, like, let's just say they've stolen something that's generically valuable, like a bunch of platinum, or whatever you use to fuel. Well, I mean,
1: if you're in a if you're in a space system, platinum is essentially. Non.
0: I don't know what's valuable in this, like, the, some... Rare old,
1: formulations, particularly ones that can only be made under uh, gravity.
0: Okay, or, yeah, they have some canisters of some kind of valuable chemical thing that's necessary for the terraforming of new planets. I don't know, I don't care.
2: For development <laughs> of the plot, we may as well just call it unobtainium and go from there.
0: Okay. Yep. <laughs> um,
2: that's what the name exists for.
0: Okay, so then wait, he had the the are uh, the main character has to have like a robot sidekick.
2: What <laughs> okay. Okay. I mean I guess he can. Droids do exist, so sure. Yeah,
0: there's because you can't run an entire like an entire mechanic intergalactic mechanic bay by yourself.
1: I think See, I wanna play with this a little bit. And instead of like because usually you'd expect like the person is working and then and then the robot is helping with the repair stuff and the person handles the front. What if he actually got the robot for the opposite reason and the robot occasionally helps him in the back, but usually is like the receptionist? Okay.
0: I mean, we can start with the robot welcoming and then like, you know, oh, it's getting threatened and then the the robot doesn't really care about getting shot cuz the, you know, they got a backup memory. Somewhere else.
2: (laughs) So we could have the people get off the spaceship and kind of walk into the reception slash office area and be trying to threaten the robot, and then the robot's just standing there going, yeah, 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 whatever, I get this three times a week, carry on.
0: Or the robot's, like, (laughs) you know, hilariously trying to pretend to be afraid, but, like, not very successfully.
2: (laughs) Oh, no. Please don't shoot me. Whatever would I do.
0: (laughs) And then I they're...
2: don't have backups
1: anywhere else. <laughs>
0: no, 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 the, the robot's still trying to pretend to be uh, organic, but, you know, refers to some, themselves as, oh, yes, this, uh, this body definitely uh, bleeds. <laughs> uh, I
2: am wearing a flesh suit. Uh, and the robot's really, really bad with turns of phrase, so it says, uh, or... if you can kill it, it bleeds.
0: Uh, whereas the owner is now you know trying to rig up a trap um i mean can't you just get your little like robot arms that like move your ships around to just grab them
2: Well, you could (laughs) if you had the opportunity to and somebody wasn't standing there with a gun on you the entire time saying we need a ship to go now and hey you can fix a ship so you're coming with us
0: okay i feel like the robot could like do poor acting while programming the the helper arms to (laughs) come grab your daddy
2: maybe it could
1: maybe it could maybe uh ai's aren't allowed to connect to the internet directly okay well (laughs) sort of a safety rule so
0: like maybe okay then then our mechanic guy is like just like you know typing furiously do we even use keyboards in the future (laughs)
2: Well, he could have a keyboard. I mean, a keyboard is pretty good ergonomic design, but he could also have, like, a one of those fancy wrist holopag keyboards.
0: Okay. And then he's like, oh, because he, he happened to be in the washroom when the bad guys came, so it's, like, awkward and funny, and he's, he's like, rushing over to the robot arms uh, while telling the robot to, like, lure them into the repair bay or something. With like very poor acting, but eventually you know they capture all the bad guys. But now, it's like, what do I do with these guys?
1: Well, they could try to no, capture. No, I would just make him not capture the bad guys. Yeah, he tries, he he fails, or maybe, maybe there's like he only has like four arm, four of the like really big arms in the in the thing that don't have um like ships in them already, okay. and so it grabs the four guys. And then there's like a fifth a fifth person and they're just standing there like, "Okay, now what's your plan?"
0: The fifth guy is still threatening.
1: Yes, exactly.
0: Okay, so the fifth guy manages to find our mechanic in the you know, controller room and has like a gun. A gun?
1: Exactly. The mechanic <laughs> needs to get captured for the purposes of the plot at the moment.
0: Okay
2: i mean it could go either way and in a story of this size it could go anyway and that's going to be part of the problem with developing this particular plot is the scale could be huge or tiny but yeah i was definitely thinking along the lines of having the mechanic guy be the guy that gets captured and kind of dragged along to he's not he's not necessarily a slave but he's an unwilling unwillingly serving these people who think themselves the heroes and he's got a go along with their decision making process and fix the ship every time they break it and <laughs> and fix the disasters <laughs> they leave behind exactly
0: okay in that case i figure the heroes don't sound very smart let's just <laughs> the heroes <laughs> they don't, <laughs> yeah, don't sound the very point?
2: Smart. well they could be either not very smart or they could be really desperate and not have a chance to think everything out just okay you know crash landing and saying okay now we got to do something
0: you know, like, instead of, like, stealing one of the other perfectly serviceable, you know, vehicles in the bay, they're like, no, no, you gotta fix this one.
1: <laughs> uh, their current one is very, uh, specialized. Oh, uh, uh, I it guess, from...
0: yeah, they can't unload their valuables into something else because of some of the, the way it's transported
1: or something. Okay. The unobtainium has to be maintained in a specific magnetic field.
0: I feel like the mechanic has to have, like a motive for going along with them other than a gun to his head. Otherwise, it doesn't quite make sense.
2: How does it not make sense?
0: Because they're dumb enough that like, they're not acting rationally, so even if they're, you know, normally smart enough, like their current like course of action is like dumb enough that like I figure the mechanic could get the upper hand and escape a little bit too easily for this plot.
2: Alright, so let's add an impetus. Uh,
1: The thing about escaping is that, in space, where do you
2: escape to? So let's add a reason for him to have to go. Let's have another ship arrive shortly after, and they just start shooting everything up.
0: Yeah, no, that works. Wait, there's another ship that's chasing them?
1: Well, yeah, that's sort of why they need it repaired, and
0: no. Okay, and, he, and then if he doesn't go with them, then they might blow up his, you know, his whole business.
2: <laughs> exactly. They might, or they might have one of the guys that, uh, sorry, one of the first group of guys say, uh, yeah, these people are just as bad as we are. If they uh, catch you, they're going to assume you're helping and kill you anyway, so you can come because with us help. and live, for a little bit at least, or die here with your little station
0: and he's like okay how did this happen
2: <laughs>
1: i actually
2: genuinely hate every
1: single one of you <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, is okay in terms of like law enforcement in this in this universe is it very much like a little bit wild west or is it more
2: well, it's space. The police are coming. So there's yeah. always going to be a little bit of... what. Well, yeah, go ahead.
1: Yeah, I was going to say, like... So it, it exists, it's just like... Uh, they're more the take a report and say they'll get back to you type than the, uh, you know,
2: the type who are actually likely to be there. That or it might be a deal where they're just over near Earth. And it's going to take them a minute to get there, and you don't have a minute.
0: Okay, so... Our mechanic guy goes along in their little rust bucket, uh, full of valuables. Are the valuables at least like, you know, like unstable? Like,
1: well, yeah, that's why they can't move them.
0: Okay, so, th- th- so th- this is a rust bucket that could explode at any time. <laughs> yeah. And they're they're heading towards some kind of pirate haven.
2: Well, of- if they're full of the highly explosive unobtainiums of some sort they're probably going to want to go somewhere to sell those and get them off their ship okay or offload them somehow
0: yeah so they're going towards there and our mechanic is just trying to like kind of not get killed and get back to his
1: shop is that That's the primary motivator
2: yeah now he and his droid are stuck on this ship and they somehow managed to get it up off the um, landing pad and he was pretty sure they weren't going to but they did and it's pretty much either get stuck out here in space with a dead ship or repair it or get hunted down by the guys chasing our current set of
1: people. The guys that were chasing our current set of people that were willing to start shooting without being entirely sure where their targets were.
0: So like should we make it so that there are no good guys in this like fight slash theft.
1: I I thought we'd already established that.
0: Okay, so it's just everybody's willing to kill everybody else and our mechanic's like, holy crap. But like, if if he screws anyone over, he won't feel bad about it.
2: (laughs) No, at his first chance, he's probably going to be trying to find his way off the ship, but they got to get somewhere to get off the ship and he's got to make an opening for him to get off the ship, too. All while going through his daily detail of you know trying to get the engine working again because maybe when they took off from the platform they just grabbed a booster engine sitting off the side and strapped it on and (laughs) the rest of the engines are still kind of messed up and this is a warp 2 drive and unless we have a warp 4 drive we're
1: not getting where we need to go
2: or it'll be very very slow because space is big
0: (laughs) and then they keep like threatening to shoot him and he's like just just do it it would be like less aggravating than what you're trying to make me f- do with your piece of crap
2: <laughs> right and then there's gonna be an uh, inner ship kind of a political balance between the two of them trying to make the mechanic and his droid fix the ship but him and the droid saying "Well, oh, if we don't fix the ship none of you guys can
0: yeah we're all stranded we'll just starve to death if we don't get shot and blown up by the other guys okay but then i figure even if he escapes he has to find a way to convince the other guys who are chasing them to like leave him alone
2: (laughs) maybe depends on how he escapes i i would imagine like if you escape on a deserted planet and you're the only one there it's going to be kind of obvious you were the guy on the ship but if you escape in a crowded station, maybe you can slip into the crowd. Also, and... if you escape
1: on a deserted planet, you have other problems.
2: <laughs> yep.
0: But even if he escapes onto, like, a populated place, like, the the chase, the, the, what are we calling the, the The pursuers will still know that he's the guy from that mechanic shop, won't they?
2: Depends on their reach and depends on how it big a group. Depends on whether they care or not. Yeah.
0: Yeah, are they the kind of ruthless ones that it's like we'll hunt down everybody who helps you and kill
1: well, them? Well, they don't know that he helped them.
0: I figure they chased and they 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 like knew that the the thieves landed there, right, On the, at the shop. Yeah,
2: they landed at the shop and then they the pursuers arrived and more or less just started shooting, prompting the whole okay, well we gotta go, and they probably ended up blowing up. Or severely damaging the repair platform, so it probably got left floating. Maybe some people moved in after, but that's not relevant to the story.
0: I mean it's like do we wanna like make it just this like one giant like wild romp of an adventure that ends up with like the the mechanic just aiding in like the arrest of like a giant criminal enterprise and then going back <laughs> to his life.
1: That would be entertaining. I would like that.
0: Like somewhere along the way, like gets in contact with like an undercover agent and like, you know, helps lead people into traps and stuff.
2: Uh, exactly. At this point in the story, you could go that way. You could also go the direction of the, 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 the um, initial disgust direction where the first group of people that uh, Dex got dragged in with really believe they're genuinely the good guys. So maybe they are hauling a cargo full of unobtainium, but maybe there's also an important person in their midst that they're trying to keep safe from the people who are chasing, and maybe for a little while Dex doesn't know about the important person, and he just thinks it's about the highly explosive cargo in the back, but either way, we, we could either go the whole giant undercover criminal syndicate thing, or we could go the route of... This first group of people genuinely believe they are the good guys, and they're gonna go around in the galaxy and try to do things to help people or complete their mission. And all along, Dex and I didn't give the droid a name. <laughs> but maybe they're just they're the uh, unwilling help, who's who's just got to keep cleaning things up and getting the shit back in order so they can continue on their quest and whatever. This group of people decide they're going to do, they don't ask ask Dex, they just say, Hey Dex, we broke the ship again, fix it. Okay. Doing what this time? Well, you know how there's like a canyon. (laughs) With a giant worm. Sorry, we won't directly rip Star Wars like that, but...
0: (laughs) Okay. Okay, it's like Dex in that scenario is kind of like the unwilling tag along to their Robin Hood quest or whatever. Right. Uh, but then, does that mean, like, he starts to feel like they do have a point in what they're trying to accomplish?
2: He could, but because of it being the expanses of space, he doesn't necessarily have to. Because if they don't ever put the ship anywhere where he can get off the ship, what options do you have for getting off the ship?
0: Well, I feel like you can't really go on a Robin hood kind of accomplish good things quests without ever coming into contact with other people
1: perhaps and that might be unless they mostly do it by like communication
0: yeah but like they gotta drop that cargo off somewhere where it can do whatever they wanted it for
2: <laughs> it could also be a deal where it's a large enough ship that they might have a shuttle that they can go to and from the planet with so dex might be trying to steal the shuttle so he can get away it, could also be a deal where you're exactly right and the ship is small enough that they gotta land it wherever they go and then we gotta deal with Dex and why he does try to escape or why he doesn't try to escape
0: yeah we gotta decide whether he wants to escape or not
2: (laughs) well I'd say he
1: wants to escape it's just whether he has the ability to or not kinda depends Okay. now you might bring it the way where he's just like look uh, as much as I don't like being here, I kind of need to be here to make sure that this unobtainium doesn't blow everybody up. So I'm going to deal with that, and once that's dealt with, then we can deal with escape.
0: Okay,
2: uh, Okay. well let's pick one. Let's, uh, let's go a little bit of all of them, actually. Let's say our group does believe they're the Robin Hoods, and they are on a worthy quest to do the thing. Uh, but let's also say they're stopped at a station at some point and Dex is trying to escape, but then Dex gets, uh, approached by the intergalactic IRS who says, Hey, we need you to help us bring this group of people down.
1: Why the IRS? <laughs> <laughs> Have they been doing tax avoidance? Tax evasion? <laughs> tax evasion is the ultimate crime. <laughs> Yeah, it's like, you know that they have, like, literal weapons of mass destruction, right? Yeah, but they're also tax avoiding on it.
2: There we go. That'll work.
1: You know they have a literal WMD in that ship, right? Yeah, and they haven't been paying
2: the fee for it. They also didn't pay their toll moving through the Neptune oh, uh, turnpike. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: And they have like a million credits and fines from like all the things that they need permits for that they don't have.
1: Yeah, and if you help us, you get uh, 2% of any recovery.
0: (laughs) And he's like, 2%? But then he does the math and it's like, oh, okay, well, that's more than I've ever made in my entire life. We can upgrade (laughs) our mechanic bay.
2: Yeah, and if that's not enough, the IRS guy pulls out a big stack of papers of things that uh, apparently Dex is tax evading for, too. And we'll just forget Uh, about all of these.
0: And then then he's like, "You definitely made those up." And then they're like, "Yes, but you know, who are who are who is the who is the police going to believe?" Prove it.
2: (laughs) As a great man on Earth once said, I believe his name was Bill Murray. Nobody's going to believe you.
0: (laughs) 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 I like that. Okay, let's put some examples of their wild shenanigans as they romp through the universe.
2: All right. Well, the first thing that they got to take care of is they got to take care of their ship. they has got to at least have a working engine, so they got to land somewhere and they got to they got to get a, an, an engine of some sort. I think we said earlier they needed a warp four drive and they had a warp two. Yeah. So yeah, let's have them land at a uh, at a space scrap heap. There we go. And they're going to try to go in and steal a warp four drive. Only. Uh, You're not going to steal a warp four drive from a scrap heap. Look, look. We can get the parts to make a warp
1: 4 drive from it here's what we need all right well let's steal the parts
0: and then they're like they bring in a bunch of parts that are like not correct
2: (laughs) after escaping the uh android uh cyber canines that were guarding the space scrap heap
0: and then you know he like cobbles together something that like makes his engineer soul weep but works a little bit.
2: <laughs> it's got a little bit of Earth tech, a little bit of Saturn tech, a little bit of uh, Vega Tech. It's like we can hit Warp 4 with this.
0: And I just I just wanna throw up. I think they're gonna revoke my engineering
1: degree. <laughs> no, they they probably would uh they probably would uh you know give him a commendation for the ability to get it done at all and then but... disbar him for the safety features <laughs>
0: And just they're like this is an environmental <laughs> hazard <laughs> like
1: this is a hazard what kind yes <laughs> space <laughs> osha is very disappointed
2: in you
0: oh man but it works and they're like well let's go then and then he's like but it only it'll only work for a certain distance um
2: requiring them to stop at a whole bunch of stations along the way to keep refueling
0: yeah, and then adding to the monstrosity that is the drive.
2: <laughs> at some point, somebody's going to ask, why don't we just get a new ship? And then everyone's like, because we can't move
1: the unobtainium.
0: I mean, at this point, it would be more efficient to get a ship that's big enough to completely contain their piece of crap. And then just <laughs> drive that one. But no, we can't do And then that. they're just like,
1: wait, we don't have the money for that.
0: <laughs> we don't have the money for that. So like you could sell like like one percent of your unobtainium and buy any ship you want, but no. Look,
1: they think they're on a mission, you know.
0: If Robin, yeah, Robin Hood doesn't sell things for their own, you know, expenses. I don't know.
1: Exactly, they're like, would a hero allow any of this to fall into just some random person with money's hands?
0: Yeah. They're unwilling to sell it on the black market, because they think they're not criminals.
2: <laughs> there we go, that'll work.
0: <laughs> it's like, we have principles.
2: <laughs> and Dex is going to, a uh, there's a kidnapping across those principal lines.
0: Or like, driving around in like, this like, junk heap that's just emitting like, dangerous radiation in all directions.
2: (laughs) That one unlucky railgun shot is gonna turn the entire thing into a new sun for about 32 seconds, and then it's gonna turn into a black hole.
0: Yeah, do heroes like, accidentally, you know, destroy small planets?
2: (laughs) Or large ones. I'm pretty sure it would swallow Jupiter too. (laughs)
0: <laughs> Depending on where we are, it in couldn't space.
1: deal with the sun, but it could definitely deal with a planet or two.
0: Definitely, definitely, and all the moons on that planet.
2: <laughs> no, not Io. Wait, maybe no. that's Mars. <laughs> I don't remember. Anyway, <laughs>
1: no, Io, is Jupiter.
0: Okay. Um, okay, so that's that's you know, adventure number one, or that's the main that's the main thing that continues to be a problem through the whole story. Uh, you know, we can throw in some fun aliens and some interesting culture clash.
2: Yeah, we can do that. <laughs> we can have a fish alien on the ship and also a crab alien on the ship, and they can constantly be butting heads and arguing over who gets to eat the shrimp. It's like, why didn't you guys get twice the amount of shrimp? We <laughs> were in a hurry, okay?
0: And then the mechanic is like, Isn't that, like, cannibalism? And then, like, gets, like, the most offended look, like, you could ever imagine. (laughs) (laughs)
2: You could also have them, uh, we we gotta have the pursuer guy show up again at some point, so on one of these mandatory station stops, they gotta run into him again, and I don't know if you want to do the, uh, through the entire space station shootout, or if you want to do the every time they take too long the shooting starts there you go uh
0: it would be really funny if they started a shootout like in a highly like you know highly contested area and it, it just turns into like a planet-wide war <laughs> and it's just like they've already escaped but they're just like reading these news reports and it's just like Holy crap.
2: <laughs> Start a shootout on Pluto and ignite another civil war between the people who think Pluto is a planet and those who don't. <laughs>
0: yeah. And it, it's just like, you know, like, two two uh, heads of crime families have already been assassinated. <laughs> uh, and, just, and then, you know, they end up on, like, wanted posters or something.
2: If they weren't already on the wanted posters.
0: Yeah, but it's like, like you know, like, theoretically you know there's just regular law enforcement but there's also like those the unofficial like bounties that you could put on people oh, there's
2: always got to be a bounty hunter in a space opera of some description
0: yeah so then you know they can just get progressively higher bounties as the story progresses to the point where like other criminals are like jealous of him
2: <laughs> which doesn't make sense because they're the good guys right why would they be getting the bounties <laughs> they're not the ones who started the civil war on pluto right? (laughs) Right? No, they they definitely are.
0: Uh, No, but it was the guys who shot at us. We didn't shoot anybody. We just ran. They
2: shot first. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So we got a Uh, few confrontations with our pursuers again. We got a random uh, scrapyard confrontation. Probably need to have one more good maybe doesn't need to be a confrontation this time. Maybe it can be some sort of a quasi-political intrigue and then we got to have some sort of a final resolution right
0: yeah i mean i figure like
1: the final resolution is that like they turn in the unobtainium and they're just like yes we have completed our quest and then dex just turns around and like he's he's been plotting this entire time and the entire like space irs uh, enforcement task force is just standing there like yes you did all right now
0: like they're already waiting like they already knew that was the destination
1: and what happens to Dex? Uh, Dex Dex helps, he ducks, he waits for them to deal with everything and then he gets his reward from the uh Space IRS. He gets
0: his 1 1 or 2% uh finder's fee and uh upgrades his uh fun his sidekick as a reward. Uh, for exactly. being putting up with all this nonsense.
2: That they get back to their little repair platform and find out that they have to expel a space rat infestation and then repair it and after his one or two percent finder's fee and repair it or sorry expelling his uh space rat infestation he's pretty much broke again
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah gotta return to that status quo
0: or maybe you know he becomes famous for creating a warp four drive out of scrapyard nonsense <laughs> Uh, there you go. And gets approached by a tech company that wants to patent his innovation.
2: They, he could have two options here. He could get t- approached by the tech guys, but he could also get approached by the uh, Asteroid Belt Drag Race guys. Oh. <laughs> that one would be much funnier. <laughs> <laughs> and,
0: and then, yeah, so he starts specializing in modifying... Cars in weird ways uh, instead of just, you know, standard repairs.
2: <laughs> hey, you could do that, yeah. Exactly.
0: I figure, like, he probably sees some point in whatever the Robin Hood's quest is. Like, he, he finds that, oh yeah, like, these people do need help or whatever. And, like, finds a more legal way to help them.
2: <laughs> he could. But I think if we were going to that we would probably need to delve a little bit more into some of the characters that are in the crew
1: yeah ah.
2: because if you're just uh, hauling unobtainium i'm having a hard time seeing how we could justify them hauling the unobtainium you know
0: it really depends on what it does like you know like if it's like for instance necessary for i don't know like climate manipulation on a country that or not a country a planet that's like basically on a death spiral or something perhaps or yeah stuff like that Where it's like yeah they like these people there are poor so there are people somewhere that actually really need this and it's very expensive and you know there's no company that's willing to throw in that money because it's like a resource poor planet or whatever
2: only for it to get seized by the space IRS.
0: And then maybe the mechanic is like, maybe we should just, you know, buy them a new planet with all the unobtainium money instead of trying to save this one. I don't know. <laughs>
2: There's. It's not a planet, at least we can buy him a station. Come on. Or
0: yeah, like why, <laughs> why is everyone so obsessed with like real gravity? Artificial gravity is totally fine. <laughs>
2: An astroturf is Real just Real gravity is team. for
1: nerds and weirdos.
0: And <laughs> <laughs> know that he's like. And he just collects a bunch of little orphans and makes them. or teaches them. Eunice!
1: <laughs> <laughs> are we going back to that again? Where did the orphans come from? <laughs> from the planet. <laughs> she wants to collect them. I, I don't know.
0: Collecting orphans is cute.
2: <laughs> well, to have orphans, you have to have, um. No longer their parents. We'll put it that way. <laughs> so what happened to all the parents?
0: <laughs> they got killed in the shootout.
2: <laughs> oh, the Pluto orphans. <laughs> got it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. Or in in you know mining accidents.
2: <laughs> mining unobtainium.
0: You know there's always orphans
2: (laughs) (laughs) all right i guess you can collect orphans and teach them how to uh, make dangerous space engines
0: and then they become famous in the drag racing scene
2: (laughs) and then in episode two the space irs shows up and wants their cut (laughs) it's like look look you helped
1: us you had to have known this was coming
0: (laughs) And then the drag racing community starts paying taxes. <laughs>
2: oh no, the drag racers versus the space IRS.
1: <laughs> Episode 2. Episode 2, the huge political uh, machinations of the space IRS versus the space drag racers. Oh
0: man. <laughs> now I just want to write a full story on the adventures of the space IRS agents. <laughs> 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 So I guess we have our characters and our main plot. Although you know, you can throw in whatever adventures you find the most fun. And we have the ending. Anything else you feel necessary to how you envision the story?
2: Uh not really. Um I like I said at the start I like doing more character stuff. So I would if I probably would avoid the and focus more on the uh, unobtainable person that they mm-hmm. have to basically run a similar arc with with just the person. That way I can interact with the person. But the mm-hmm. uh, explosive unobtainium is definitely a good viable kicker in there too because you as the uh, writer and audience both know that the moment somebody starts shooting at that ship, it just takes one... Uh, one critical fail role and everything is done and dusted.
0: Yeah, it's kind of like very strange that the pursuers just constantly decide that shooting is the best solution.
1: <laughs> like They start shooting only when people are out of the ship. They like, they like immediately stop firing as soon as the ship takes off.
0: But it's just like, if they want the unobtainium back, like they really shouldn't blow it up.
1: Well, yeah, what I'm saying is like, they, they shoot everywhere but the ship. And the instant that everybody's back in the ship and they take off, just all the shooting stops and everybody's like, what in the world is
2: going on here?
0: Oh, they're trying to kill them while they're off the ship. So every time they get off the ship. Yeah, okay. And
2: you could even develop that and have your characters start playing on that, going, okay, we just got to get back to the ship and then they'll stop shooting.
0: <laughs> okay. We tend to leave the character development uh, a little bit more free for the...
1: For the person who's actually writing yeah, that's it. fair
0: we usually give them one or two characters and then everyone else it's like you know it's it's very hard i think to write with a cast of characters that somebody else fully creates. oh yeah absolutely yeah but you know make them interesting and alien I think- you know but not like yeah like not like aliens are just these overpowered bad guys they're just
2: other kinds of people that require something different to live. Yeah. Or not even necessarily different, they might just have two extra arms and sometimes think wildly differently. Yes.
0: And you know, robots are people too.
2: Well. Well. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Guess it depends on the robot. <laughs> Cuz I am never ever saying Alexa is a person.
0: Alexa's not a <laughs> Alexa's yeah. Yeah,
1: You can have a person like Robot, but
2: that doesn't mean all robots are people. One of the things with, big, with space stories that would be a little bit careful about if you wanted to pursue this particular story is deciding how big your scale is going to be. Is this going to be a galaxy-changing thing, or is this going to be a deal where uh, your entire cast of characters can die and the galaxy is just going to go on and not really care somebody else is going to step in and be the new crime lord in the area and life's going to go on as normal uh when i work with big stories like this that's something i'm really really careful to kind of decide early on is how how big am how big am i, I going to make this that way i know how important to make each individual thing because if you're having a small cast of characters that nobody's going to care about if they're gone and them going and shooting up a I don't know, a a pub, let's call it a pub, is going to be inconvenient for the people in there right then and there. But once they're gone, they're not going to really care at all. Where if they all know that you're the imperial bodyguard of princess royal princess, the third of the royal princess lineage, (laughs) then they're going to be a little bit more inclined to be like, hey, wait a minute, those are our people.
0: I mean, I figure it's like they get into all this trouble, but the government decides it's still the IRS's problem.
1: <laughs> <laughs> like they
0: don't even—they don't even. This activate is your
1: investigation. Yeah,
0: you know, they don't even activate the actual law enforcement arm. <laughs>
1: I mean, technically, you know, tax uh, tax avoidance is a form of law enforcement.
0: Yeah. But they don't act yeah, they don't activate the like more military part of the law enforcement. They're like, nope, this is still an IRS problem. <laughs> yeah. yeah, okay. Okay. So that is the episode, I think. If you I think that is, yeah. Yeah, if you liked this story, please write it and then email us at listeners at unwrittenimaginings dot com and then we'll plug it in a subsequent episode. If you vehemently disliked it and have a different idea, you could write that and also email us. And I I don't know if we'll plug it or not.
1: <laughs> if you wanna get links to uh the story is written by our guest we'll have those up on our website
0: yeah but you just want you want to tell them where they can find your writing if they want to
2: yeah the uh book again is daisies are only good for the dying it is a uh i wouldn't call it like a pitch black dark fantasy but it's definitely a darker fantasy uh it can be found on amazon both as a paperback and a uh, kindle book um Unfortunately, that's really the only place I have right now outside of my little discord community because I'm not a big fan of uh, A lot of social media. So if you're looking for me, that's probably the best place to find me is Amazon
0: And then I guess if anybody's really interested in this discord server it's public on this
2: Yep, it is uh, Sorry, I forgot to mention that it is called winter wind peak. It is a small discord server our uh, focus is very heavily on the feedback and critique side of writing and much less on the uh, for lack of a more elegant way of phrasing it much less on the early planning and development because that's it's, it's your story you plan it and development and then we'll help give our opinion and ways that we could Improve it, or that you could go other ways with it, and just what
1: you technical worked. and craft improvements. Yes. not yes.
2: Yeah,
0: we're not here for you noobs to just talk about writing without writing.
2: <laughs> well,
0: <laughs> so write something first. Yeah,
2: Br- bring us writing. <laughs> bring okay. us writing, and we'll help with that.
0: Okay, sounds good. And uh, yeah, thank you for being on our episode. This was really fun. Well,
2: thank you for having me. I appreciate it
0: and uh yeah we'll say goodbye
1: bye bye